Welcome to Thriving in Midlife Podcast, where we are learning to rise and live beyond mediocre. For women in their 40s and 50s, join this community to become the best version of yourself. I'm Cheryl Esch, the creator of this podcast, with the desire to see all women in their 40s and 50s live to their fullest potential. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Thriving in Midlife. Hope you're doing well. I know that Thanksgiving is coming up, but there's a topic that came to mind through a conversation I had with somebody recently in regards to meditation. And I thought I might share, of course, the wonderful benefits of meditation and even some of that brain science behind it but also sort of how I came to accept meditation as a practice in my life and what it has done for me. Now, maybe you're like me and I resisted for a long time on whether or not uh, meditation was something I agreed with, uh, mainly because for me, meditation held a stigma because of its connection for me with uh, yoga. And I've done some yoga training. I've actually got certified in yoga. But it was an area I really struggled with as a Christian because a lot of those training sessions, they would do a lot of the chanting or the mantras or the um, and for me, that just didn't sit right with my spirit. So I think that was part of the reason for so long that I resisted the whole idea of even trying to meditate and even researching it like I have in the past several years. So of course I resisted for a long time and I'm happy to tell you that although for me there was that maybe that negative um, experience that I had with it many, many years ago, I've also come to understand, and if you study even the scriptures, that it is written in the Bible, that we are to meditate on his word day and night. And there's a bunch of references, specifically in Psalms, where it talks about meditation. And so it is a biblical principle. And I remember reading a book that my elder sister left behind. It was called Celebration of Discipline. It was a very old book. Um, David Foster, I believe, is the author. And he talked about meditation in this uh, book as a Christian. And so I found it very interesting. And I reread it a while back for a second time. Realized that, you know, I'm surprised that I've never heard a sermon on this topic. I don't hear pastors talking about it very often either. So as I mentioned, it is found a lot in the Psalms. Uh, One of my favorites, of course, is in Psalm 1, chapter 1, and it talks in verse 2, it talks about meditating on his word day and night. So I've come to realize how important spiritually, but also physically, I think that's really what drew me in was realizing uh, 
the physical benefits and also just long-term how it has helped me personally. But let me tell you what research and science has also said about meditation. And we can see that there's so many benefits to it now. We've done so much research and um, people doing it for an extended period of time, of course, that we've seen benefits like reduced anxiety and stress. I mean, it's used a lot for, for kids even and PTSD. We know that it lowers blood pressure and even our heart rates. That makes total sense because as you are sitting and meditating, you are slowing your heart rate down and it gives you improved blood circulation as well. I think that has to correlate with the breathing that you're doing and the lower heart rate. Um, this is a good one for my ladies who we've talked a lot in some of my past episodes about cortisol levels and how dangerous that is to that if they stay elevated for too long. So meditation can lower your blood cortisol levels. So there, even more reason to do it. Um, in general, it helps with mental health, gives you better, better focus. Um, it's actually recommended for cancer patients because it allows the patients to cope with circumstances that are beyond their control. And you know, I have a heart and a passion for uh, cancer and cancer prevention. And so I would definitely incorporate this into your practice if you are on the same road as me as to prevent any of that happening in my life. So, but even more so, there has been even deeper research into what's called brain science or neuroplasticity. And I've become very interested in that in the last few years. Uh, one particular, uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, he has done lots of research on taking brain scans and, you know, doing research with that, which I find fascinating. Um, but one thing um, that I've come to accept and realize uh, is that with my father having Alzheimer's, um, I know that there is, in those patients, there's a significant lack of gray matter in their brains. Now, brain science has shown that meditation helps to thicken the front prefrontal cortex. Okay, and this is where higher order brain function happens, like increased concentration, awareness, and decision making. But even more fascinating is a Harvard study found that regular meditation in 40 to 50 year olds, okay, that's us folks, right? Us in midlife had the same gray matter, which is important to prevent Alzheimer's, uh, as the average 20 to 30 year old. So as we age and you know we are in this midlife period of our lives, if we incorporate regular meditation, there's a lot of positive, our brains can look more like a 20 to 30 year old, right? And we can either uh, prevent or even extend any possibility of maybe getting Alzheimer's, okay? Which is, as you maybe know, or if you know somebody or understand the disease, it's not fun. And so if you're on that road like I am to stay vibrant and healthy for as long as possible to 100 years old in my mind, then we want to incorporate meditation. Uh, meditation also for the brain, helps to release key neurotransmitters that help regulate 
some vital hormone balance. So there again, ladies, we're talking about hormones and they're all out of whack right now as you're in your midlife, possibly, and trying to get that under control. Certainly meditation is going to help with that. So there's lots of different ways you can meditate and I'm not going to get into the different ways of meditation, the different purposes, because there's many and you, you certainly can kind of just do your own research on that if this is a topic that really interests you. But my belief is that you personally need to find what works best for you. Okay. And it is a practice, which means it will not become a habit or won't become natural overnight. So it does require regular practice. So I'm just going to share with you what has worked for me. And you can certainly take some of these ideas or you can create your own. But the first thing I would definitely say one needs to do is to find a comfortable, non-distracting area to do your meditation in. All right. So when I say comfortable, um, for me, I sit on an actual, I used to start just sitting on some pillows. Now I have an actual meditation kind of padded. It's more padded than a regular pillow. Um, and I sit on that mainly because it helps to release any tension I might hold in my hips there. Some people like to lay down when they meditate. Now, I'm not a fan of that because my tendency is to just fall asleep. So I don't do that. I actually have to sit up. Uh, you can sit in a chair if you need that back support. Uh, but you want to find a place where you're um, comfortable and that it's away from any distractions. Okay, so maybe in a a closet even, or a small room away from anything else so that you can be less distracted because your your mind is going to go places. And so you want as little distractions as possible. And then I also recommend finding a good time for yourself to do this. Now, some people do it at the crack of dawn, really early in the morning. Um, some do it at night to help them with their sleep. So you might want to play with the timing that works best for you. Um, I do mine in the morning, uh, not too early in the morning, because then I have to be somewhat awake personally. But I also can't be too far into my day because then my brain is more apt to just be thinking about what I have to do during the day. So it is fairly soon after I get up in the mornings that I personally will sit and meditate. Okay, kind of before my day gets going, before my mind starts racing into, you know, work mode. So finding a time for you to do that, that works best for you. And then I would just begin with some breathing techniques. Um, I do... Uh, it's called square breathing or box breathing is what I do. Um, I actually think I adapted it from Darren Oline. And the square breathing is actually a four count inhale. You hold for four counts and then a four count exhale. And then you hold for another four counts. Um, I actually do it as a five count. Um, and this is partly because my breathing and just because it's so much a part of my life, is that I do Pilates hundreds. 
a lot. And that requires five count inhale and five count exhale. So for me, plus I have a deeper breathing capacity than I think a lot of people do. So a five count inhale, holding for five counts, five count exhale, holding for another five counts works for me. Um, There's also another technique called four, seven, eight, and that is uh, you inhale for four counts, you hold for seven, and then you take a slow eight count exhale to let it all out. So those are just a few. There's lots of other breathing techniques that you could use, or you could simply start with just a nice, even deep inhale and exhale. And what I do recommend too is if as you are sitting and beginning this new um, practice that you just focus on your breathing when your mind gets off track. Always just come back to the breathing. And even though I do the the five box breathing with five counts, that is, I do sprinkle in just some regular breaths in there just so I don't get dizzy. So you can, again, play with that. And I know breathing always kind of brings me back to that focal point. But there's other things that you can do uh, in your meditation. You can focus on a word. Maybe you just want to visualize and focus on a word, a single word, maybe a phrase, maybe a, maybe some scripture, or you want to do some visualization. And for me, that actually was kind of what got me going, was kind of picturing and doing some visualization for myself. And that seemed to help. Um, And I usually did that after I did a series of breath work just to draw my focus to here and now, to be in the present moment, which is the purpose of meditation is really to be in that present moment. Now, don't uh, don't be thinking that you're going to be doing, you know, 20 minutes right off the bat. Honestly, I started with, I think, two or three minutes. And then as I continued the practice and progressed, that time increased to five, and then it was to 10, and now I'm about at 15. And initially, I did use a timer just so I could kind of keep track of and, you know, kind of monitor how long I was actually um, sitting in meditation. But now I don't actually use any kind of timer, and I just allow that time to happen. So I hope that um, these ideas and recommendations are going to kind of entice you to maybe even try meditation if you don't do it right now. Because as I mentioned, there are so many benefits. And it is something that you can actually take anywhere with you. So if you travel, I mean, you can take your meditation with you anywhere you go. Unlike maybe you do a certain type of workout. um, It's hard sometimes to take those things with you. But this is something you can carry on even into the senior part of your life, meaning as we get older, it'll be so much more beneficial and even easier to sort of maintain that practice. So I hope you do um, try it out, maybe try some of the ideas I gave, or just go onto the internet, do some research of your own to see if you can find what works best for you. And that's, I think that's the key. Um, Let it be a process 
and I hope that it uh, you notice the differences. I know for me, some of the positives I have gained from it is mostly uh, focus. I get better focus. I am less stressed uh, when I do it. I notice when I skip my meditation, my days tend to be a little more stressed and full of anxiety um, and less focused. So these are things I've noticed personally in my meditation practice that have certainly helped me. So I hope it does help you and give it a shot, folks. And go ahead and give me a review and let me know what you think or private message me through my Instagram if you have any thoughts or recommendations. It is thriving in midlife altogether at in Instagram. So do that. Or if you want to check out my new website, it is Cheryl Beck Esch, all one word, dot com. And you can also contact me through there um, at the bottom. So I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. And I hope that if you are not a current subscriber, that you will subscribe as you can find me anywhere on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Overcast. And I'm also on Instagram under Thriving in Midlife, all one word. So please share this with your friends. Leave a review or any comments. And don't forget to rise above and thrive.